go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the pod. Yay, we have another guest on today. Yes, we do. We're so excited. We're Hi, so- Kieran. Hi. <laughs> um, we'll do a little intro, too, but I'm uh, so excited to have our second guest on the podcast this week. Um, and if you haven't listened to any of our old episodes, we've been doing a lot of video, a lot of audio. Yeah. So definitely go check it out on literally everywhere yeah. now so um but yeah we're so excited to have a guest on this week um her name is karen um would you do would you like to do a little bit of an intro we'll get into more of it obviously just whatever but, you want to say yeah. about yourself a bit a bit about your yeah. social media journey and who you are yeah so hi i'm karen <laughs> i'm definitely really excited to be on the episode today so thanks for having me of course. um so i don't know where to start um so i'm currently on my own kind of health and fitness journey that I've been on for a couple of years which is kind of like learned a lot through the different phases so um I mostly do bodybuilding related stuff so I'm planning to prep for my competition um in like pretty soon so I'm just kind of on that journey right now um and so my page on social media is a lot about kind of that journey to my bodybuilding prep but doing it in a more holistic approach just because in the past I've done it in a very like I don't want to say toxic um, but you've been through a journey mindset. with it. Yeah, yeah I've been yeah. through a journey with it with like, you know, food and exercise and kind of healing that relationship with it. Yeah. And so I also just started my own podcast as well. It's called The Girl Who Cried No Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of, um, you know, learning through all of that stuff. And yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. so excited to kind of learn more about your journey here yeah. as well. Yeah. We were, Ishika was just talking about it with Karen, but your podcast name title is just so catching and also just like a story that like people just need to hear about yes so i'm so excited to just get into it and um learn more about you and your story and also just a little bit more about your podcast as well yeah i know when we were talking about this episode we were mm-hmm. talking about how important and how taboo this topic can feel especially in the brand community yeah. and yeah. it's like why <laughs> like half yeah. the world has a period yeah it's crazy yeah and I think it's great. And I think that's what's so interesting is that, like, I remember when I put out my first podcast episode, and I've been talking about my period for, like, years. Like, yes. back yeah. in 2019, I was like, oh, my God, I have this condition. And yeah. the condition is called hypothalamic amenorrhea. Yeah. So I'll just say HA just because it's, okay. like, a very long, long word. Long title. Yeah. Um, and so I've been talking about it, but I feel like when I first released my podcast episode, I was like, oh, my God, it's out there in the open. <laughs> it's like, no, just Totally. Yeah. It you, is. Yeah. Putting it out there, putting content out there yeah. is, can be intimidating. Yeah, yeah, we feel it sometimes, too. Like, sometimes we'll, like, talk about some stories on the pod, and sometimes I'll just be like, did I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but also, there's also the other side to it where it's, like, so vulnerable that, like, someone out there is going to be able to relate to something that you have to say. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you are the girl who cried no period. So I guess to start, I'm, can you tell us a little bit, I'm, obviously we know mm-hmm. a little bit about your journey, but can you talk a little bit about, I guess, what your what the condition means and kind of how, what your journey about figuring out that you had this and and what happened after that? So initially, like going back to 2018, that's when I got very extreme with kind of like what I was eating, like everything was just very, and I think that's when I was like borderline like reaching like, I kind of knew that I had an eating disorder. Okay. I just didn't have the tools to really navigate that. Because, mm. again, the healthcare system is very mainstream. So it's like you have to fit a criteria in order to even get, like, a treat, like, you know, to get treatment right. and stuff. Yeah. And, again, when you come from, like, 
I guess in the brown community, we're not, we don't really talk about eating disorders, right? Like, it's yes. very, like, it's just been something that's kind of been fed to us as, like, people glamorize it. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. kind of have to fit this, like, you know, you're a white girl, you're skinny, and, like, you know, it's just that kind of um, characteristic. So at that point, I was reaching, um, I kind of knew I had some, like, disorder eating Something behaviors. Something was happening, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, like, just really restricted with what I was eating, um, and it was just working out, like, six to seven so days how a week. old were you at this time at that point oh my god i'm terrible at math i was probably like 19 okay, okay. and this yeah. is when you kind of started realizing that yeah and i did in 2018 i was like hmm, they're brought up to a male trainer and he was yeah. like well it's normal like a lot of like people that going into bodybuilding they do get it okay yeah. yeah and at that point a lot of the feedback that i was getting was as i was like leaning out was like you know you should really compete so I just had it in the back of my head, and I'm like, okay, like, I guess that's the norm. Like, if I'm going to compete, mm. like, I just won't have my period. And in hindsight, it just felt nice. I was like, okay, so I don't have to deal with that. And it just felt... That is... I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, at that point, it just fed the ego of, like, okay, like, I'm, like, I'm an athlete. Or, like, I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, and I just, like, loved carrying that around. Like, wow. yeah, like, I'm competing. I don't have my period. Like, it kind of felt like part of the process. Yeah. Like, I earned my stripes. Right. And wow. And it's not, like, now we, I think we have a lot of resources about yes. it. So at that point, I was like, okay, like, I just have, I don't have my period. And then in 2019, a year later, I was kind of like, right like what's going on yeah and so and of course i started feeling the physical symptoms too like my hair wasn't like okay my hair was falling off yeah skin was really dry i was like really irritated anxiety like a lot of things like that and like the more like the more obsessive i was with like the food and exercise and so i just googled it i was like okay like keywords like no period, um, exercise, yeah. bodybuilder. Yeah. And then ultimately, I did find a video from Stephanie Buttermore. Okay. Oh, I've heard yeah, of her. Yeah, her going all in. Yeah. And she spoke She she spoke about hypothalamic amenorrhea. And wow. she, um, she kept talking about this book. It's called um, No Period, Now What? Okay. By Nicola Rinaldi. And, like, that's probably one of the only resources where there's actually medical – a medical survey done on like women who have HA, how to recover, a recovery plan. Wow. And so I got that book and I started reading and then I started just doing more research about women who had this, reached out to women and I was like, okay, like what do you do to kind of overcome this? Yeah. And at that point, my mom, um, who has definitely like has held my hand throughout this entire yes. journey, like was like, okay, we're going to go to a gynecologist. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of awkward. You guys still got a gynecologist <laughs> with your mom. No, but that is, but that is so amazing yeah. that you have that resource to be like, listen, Wait. help me. Like yeah. I, need, I need someone to, get, you know, show me the way. Show me the way. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously like I, when you going to the gynecologist was kind of, my first experience was terrible. Yeah. I was like, I remember the, the doctor was just kind of like, no, like your, like your, your tests are fine. And that's okay. the thing with hypothalamic amenorrhea that it's like, it's defined by three characteristics. Um, so it's like under eating, over exercising, and like psychological stress because wow. of those two reasons. Oh. And it's like either one of those or a combination of all three. And it's very hard to like pinpoint that yeah. or like document that, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's kind of like based off of like the, the main science behind it is like ener- energy availability. So if you're not like, ma- if your training isn't matching like, the amount of food that you're intaking, yeah. like it's yeah. going to cause like an imbalance. An imbalance. An imbalance. Um, and so the word hypothalamic comes from like the hop- hypothalamus in your brain. It's like this like light, time yeah. light um, control center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so your body at that point is kind of like, okay, we need to like preserve energy for like other vital functions, like uh, breathing. And it's ex- like going into safety mode kind yeah, of. Yeah, it is. And it's like, okay, like let's just save it for like, you know, things vital for function. 
Um, and so it turns off the reproductive system because it's like, okay, like you could survive without that technically. Wow. We're not really, uh, that and is, so. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's not amazing, but it's amazing that you're able to find those resources. Yeah. And it's amazing that you are creating a resource now because imagine when you were doing this research, right? Yeah. If you If you had... A podcast that you could have listened to back yeah. then. Yeah, it's a big question mark. Yeah. Because you're like, what is this? Yes. Um, but yeah, I walked away with it. I remember I walking away from the first, um, my first gynecologist appointment. And I remember just crying to my mom. And I was like, all I wanted her to tell me was, you need to eat more and exercise and to less. validate what you're going Va- through. Exactly, yeah. validate what I'm going through. Because yeah. I also had, the problem was I had like my Ed brain, which is like the eating disorder yeah. brain. <laughs> Um, which is like this, and I always refer to it as a voice in the back of your head. That yeah. was just kind of like, yeah. no, mm-hmm. like what you're doing is completely Maybe fine. And yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. That's so crazy. And it's so crazy, like how you also had to like try and figure it out on your own. Yeah. And there's no one to really, I mean, when Stephanie, I, I followed along her whole yeah. journey about like going all in. Cause like, she was like one of my favorite like fitness YouTubers yeah. and seeing how her journey and she put it online. I think it helped so many people. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So you yeah. like your whole body transformation too, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's such a cool part about social media. You know, we talk a lot about downsides and there are, but it's so amazing that you can pick up your phone and find that resource and find someone out there. Yeah. Right? That it's it makes you feel like validated a little bit that you weren't getting from a medical professional, which yeah. in hindsight it's like we need to crazy. train people better. Yeah. But and that's what surprised me. And even even now, to like one of the topics that I really want to kind of um, dive into is kind of like what is is this topic just not studied enough? Is it kind of just glazed over in medical school or like something that's not as common? And I feel like now it's becoming more common too. Um, but yeah, because the thing is that ultimately what they do is most medical professionals will kind of prescribe you birth control just to kind of get for everything. Yeah, for everything. that's a catch all. Easy. Here you go. <laughs> totally yeah. true it's like they throw it out like candy yeah, yeah. Like, that yeah. is so true or like yeah. other kind of like hormonal stuff just to kind of like get like and the thing yes. is that like when i was reading the, and the thing is i had the book with me so i brought it with me to the doctor and i was like well but she's saying not to take birth control and yeah. i remember she she didn't know what to say yeah because i was like i'm gonna get a fake bleed but she's like yeah but that's better than not like getting anything and i was just like yeah. Wow. My mom's like, well, you're not taking you're those. You're hearing like so many different opinions. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you know what? You're talking about this is kind of, I've had a journey with my period, a different mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. where I was straight getting my period for months. Really? I had a very opposite journey. And oh. I, th- I'm, yeah, I've never talked about this, but I went to the gynecologist and I had a very similar journey where he was kind of like, well, this happens. But Karen, yeah. it was, I think I told Melissa about yeah. it as I was going through it. It was very heavy flow yeah. for months at a time and it's just not sustainable for daily life yeah it's uncomfortable and imagine how much energy you're expending every single day right like and i was like no i cannot keep this is not i can't keep acting like this is just supposed to go away because it had been like six months nothing's changing and i had a very similar journey where like i kind of had to go through a system but i was also prescribed many different types of birth control Mm -hmm. to try to stop it and to this day i don't even really think i was I dealt with it the most holistic or best way. I yeah. kind of, they threw things at me in terms of medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something after like a combination, I tried like four different medications, yeah, yeah. one worked, and then it kind of reset my cycle. And I, 
it just happened. It just happened. You kind of don't even know what the answer is. I don't even know what the answer is. I couldn't tell you what changed. What changed? And I had a very similar experience Mm -hmm. where I got tests done and they were like, well, nothing's wrong. And I'm like, no, but there is something wrong because it's not working properly. So it's crazy. I had had not the same journey, but a journey like went along with it as well. Right? Where it's like just understanding like our menstrual cycle. I feel like we just still don't know enough about it. Totally. Uh, like, my sister was texting me the other day, and she was like, well, like, I, I just got my period, and I started my training program, and she's yeah. like, what do I do? And I was like, well, you, like, how does your body feel? Yeah. And she's like, well, I read on social media, and I was like, no. Like, yeah. how do you, you feel? Because yeah, everyone's body is so different. I actually honestly had a very similar story yeah. to you. So when me and Ishika used to, like, competitive swim. This is crazy. We and I was all having... This <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, such a, it's such a common thing. I just think people just don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Like, so I've honestly high school, never talked about In high school, about. we swim competitively. Yeah, we yeah. swim competitively. We're swimming four times a week. Each practice was, like, two, two and a half hours long. It was really rigorous. And I also, like, was at an age where, like, I didn't know how to, like, feel my body as well. Yeah. Like, we were swimming so much. And, and for swimming, you need to eat... A lot. A lot, yeah. And, like, my mom doesn't know because she's never had, like, an athlete as a daughter. She's like, what do I do? Like, I wasn't eating enough. And, like, I had lost my period very similarly. And, like, for a whole year and a half, I didn't have it. And this was when she was way younger, like, before 18, didn't really know. I didn't know what was going on. I was, like, literally looking up on the internet, like, what's going on? Like, why did I just lose it? And it was because of, like, super intense training, not eating enough. Um, And it... It, honestly, I never went to a doctor about it because I didn't yeah. know what was going on. It kind of just came back after, I guess, like, I stopped swimming oh, and I was really? just eating normally yeah. again. How oh, crazy is that? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's crazy. You were so young yeah. at that point, I was, right? like, like, 15. Must have been 15. 15 yeah. yeah. Or 16 years yeah. old. And so once you stopped swimming, that's when, like, it kind of came back on it. And I own. started, honestly, I started eating more because eating my mom more, was okay. like, maybe you need, like, more energy. Like, maybe, well, like, I don't know why I never went to the doctor about it because I think... I was confused. I was young. My mom was like, oh, we don't yeah. know what to do. And, like, I never grew up going to the gyno. Like, That's yeah. another thing that's not normal in Brad. Why yeah. is that normal? At a young age, your parents are like, well, your moms are like, well, like, you don't have to go. You're too young. Yeah. She's like, gyno? No, 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 no. Gynecologist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, no. Like, you can't go there. If someone, like, sees you going inside, they're going like, to think stuff. Like, yeah. Just, like, but so we went to like a normal doctor and she didn't like fully know because that's not what they're specialized in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like. So you just, kind of healed it on your own after yeah. stopping training. And yeah, that's crazy. Which is so which is good in the sense like you kind of just knew right away. So it's like now you have that experience to carry out. Yeah. And be like anytime I'm, in, I'm training for anything yeah. that's intense or whether, you know, anything like that. It's just yeah. making sure that my treat my nutrition is matching that. Yeah. Like I'm running a half marathon in April. Nice. So I was like, obviously, it's a lot on your body. Yeah. And I was like. I'm just gonna eat. Yeah. I'm just gonna like, eat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fuel, fuel. Yeah. Fuel and feel good. Yeah. Right? There's like no way to even feel miserable and be like, oh my god, I have to do a marathon. Yeah. Like, I can't eat this. Yes. Like make it like an exciting thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A yeah. journey that you're learning from. Yeah. But that is so crazy because all three of us have had journeys with it, and I really feel like having complications with your menstrual cycle is such a common occurrence yeah. it is many people have it i've had so many friends who either don't have it for months who have situations heavy flow light flow, like this should be discussed yeah. and that, this is so cool that we're discussing yeah. It. yeah and like i think it makes me wonder too where it's like i was talking to my best friend the other day and i was like what were we learning in like what were class? we learning yeah. and like i went to an old girl school too and i still i walked away with like nothing just wow. the basics wow i'm not understanding that and i feel like there are a lot of um credible resources now online but i think that even now with like tiktok and stuff it's just being really mindful of the content that you consume and stuff because like even when we i went to dinner last week when i was in miami with a couple of friends and we were just talking about like why is it that like 
when we're like even like at a Thanksgiving dinner table with like friends or whatever it's kind of like oh like I'm a vegan or like oh I don't have dairy and then like you're sitting there and you're like okay like maybe I need to be doing that too yeah or like okay like so if I'm having dairy is that wrong like I don't know like oh should I be vegan too and it's just like you just need to be mindful because like what works for you is going to it might not work for someone else that's totally true like we all grew up differently and everything like that that's totally Um, true that's such a good point everyone's body is so different yeah we all react to food so differently someone who needs a lot of protein someone else might not need all that protein or like it's yeah and social media can be so flooding to our brains to like tell us to do certain things but it doesn't even like work for us totally and i think i mean like i don't even know what the solution is here but i think it has to start when you're younger right we have to teach people in health classes like when people are developing and getting their brains for the first time what you know that it's not shameful to talk about it that you can have complications and how to deal with it or how to ask for help i think this should be we don't we shouldn't have to unlearn it like mm-hmm. i feel like what we have to do is like kind of grow up unlearn the shame behind it yeah. like kind of and learn how to deal with it well that should come earlier mm-hmm. so i mean i don't really know the solution but hopefully there you know the we can kind of work with the school system some way and, and make this at like some point. at some yeah. point i hope they're able to kind of realize this gap in teaching mm-hmm. exactly especially if we have girls that are like going into like competitive sports and yes. everything like that no matter what it is because like it's interesting because as the conversation op- opened up, like I was talking to a lot of girls that were also like dancers, mm-hmm. yes, um, even models, um, gymnasts, and stuff like the cheerleaders. They're all dealing with similar yeah, issues. Yeah, similar issues. So not even just bodybuilding, but just like kind of like physical activity in any shape or form. Okay. But then also to your point too of like why was I getting my period continuously? Yeah. Not knowing yeah. what the reason is behind that. Too. Yeah. There's so many. There's there's so much that can go on with it, and the reproductive cycle is first of all so important mm-hmm. to sustain life. Like literally, it's what gives us life. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But also like it changes your body so much. There's hormones involved. There's so many yeah. things that can affect you. And also, you know what I didn't realize is how much it can affect your anxiety and depression. Oh, because I was on birth control for a bit, not realizing that it was kind of affecting my you know it was contributing and i didn't even know that that could be one of the factors i will not say it was the only thing but it was a factor that was contributing and i didn't know that interesting yeah until doing my own research where i was like maybe i don't want to put this many hormones in my body (laughs) because this is it's affecting me yeah it's going to have side effects totally and i think that's why like I was co- talking to a couple of like we were just talking about like experience with like birth control and it's like just understanding like we, I mean like now that we can get them over the counter and everything like yeah. that the FDA approval just like making sure that you do your research too of just kind of like knowing what works for your body yes. like uh, go to the right like go to the yeah. right doctor I mean mm-hmm. I think that like we are like luckily we do have I think I mean insurance is like a different company uh, mm-hmm. a different conversation but just kind of like understanding like if you like, go to a doctor who, like, actually sits down and talks to you and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, and hears I, you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and hears you. Kind of just understands, like, where you're coming from. Like, I went to, um, I just started visiting a new, a new doctor. And, like, I think it's, like, the first time where, like, she actually sat down with me and, like, kind of went through everything. Just being, like, okay, so, like, why do you feel like you have this, like, obsession with, like, the scale and everything yeah. like that? Like, why do you feel like you have, like, these types of stuff and everything yeah. like that? And it was just nice because she's, like, someone who also came from a similar background as well. Mm. So she could kind of understand. Yeah, she understood yeah. that. And yeah. the thing is that even just going back to the gynecologist appointment, like, after a few, I found, like, one gynecologist, and she had something similar. And she's, like, I think you know what the answer is. She's, yeah. like, I think you know how you need to recover. And she's, yeah. like, it's, it's eating more and exercising less. And she's, like, I know it's tough, but, like, 
you kind of you you came with me you came to me with the answer yeah and i was wow. like yeah i think i just needed someone to validate yeah, that yeah. yeah and tell me yeah you're right yeah um and obviously i'm not okay i'm not in the medical field but one of my yeah. best friends is currently finishing up med school mm-hmm. in the next year and she's talked to me about how even like getting an iud how that's not you don't get anesthesia or medication yeah. for that wow. and yeah. it's actually a really big um like topic of discussion currently in the medical community yeah. mm-hmm. about how these procedures should have yeah. should be treated as a bigger deal yeah. um, because yeah. you you get yeah. uh, like anesthesia for for lesser invasive procedures mm-hmm. even like men getting mastectomies get anesthesia, anesthesia. anesthesia and yeah. we can't we don't get it yeah. for like invasive procedures so like there's a whole discussion being mm-hmm. had I, I don't know much about it because I'm definitely not part of it but I've heard from her in the medical community about how there should be you know yeah yeah it should be treated as a bigger deal yeah. in medication and all of that yeah. that's crazy kind but, of pivoting with you with um having your eating disorder losing your period how did you kind of pivot that into like bodybuilding and like kind of gaining your period back and like falling in love with that journey yeah, yeah. Um, i love that you mentioned that just because my third episode is similar to that because i was brainstorming the other yeah. day and it was so i like i mentioned i, I traveled twice this month and i, I again i do not travel because yeah. <laughs> everyone was like oh my god look at you like travel and i was like i do not travel <laughs> so um and I, I came back and i was talking to my friend and i was like i don't know why like i just feel i was off my routine which is like something that gives me a lot of anxiety yes. but i was like i came back and i just felt very fulfilled mm-hmm. and i wasn't like i and i think i went and i met so many incredible yeah. women who have the same journey and so last week i by the way, for the first time, tried out the concept of tapas at a restaurant. <gasps> I love tapas. I've never, I've, I've never done it. Wait, tapas are yummy. It's yeah, so for, good. Yeah, so for me, it's always been like I get my own entree, and it's like a protein, yeah. a vegetable, yeah. and it's mine. And yeah. sure. <laughs> it's just for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so this was the first time that I was with a group of girls, and we kind of just like ordered all the stuff off the menu. And I was like, I, and by the way, I only knew one of the girls there, and I met her friends. And so, obviously, like, going out to eat is something that I recently have overcome um, Mm -hmm. and everything like that. I had a lot of anxiety with that, just eating out in front of people and stuff like that. Um, And so, I was like, I felt so, it just felt very joyful. And it was because, like, it was this, like, the combination of, like, food and company and just kind of, like, what that intimate feeling is like that I kind of never really knew. So, I walked away and I was like, oh, so that's what it's like when you're eating out with like experience and stuff like that right yeah and, like staying off your phone and just kind of like not thinking about like okay how many calories enjoying this your meal yeah, yeah and i did it and i think it was, like that was like one of the first times where like i wasn't like okay like i think i had these many calories like, i didn't track my food that night yeah you know so going back to that i think like what it was was just like misinformation of like just overdoing everything and like checking off the boxes thinking yeah. that's what i needed to do as yeah. a bodybuilder at that point where it's like okay like i need to like track every single um you know thing that's going into my mouth and it's like and the thing is that when you're prepping for competition like when you're like six weeks six weeks out from your competition or like nine weeks out of your competition at that point you do address certain stuff and like you work with the coach and you and when you get to that point it's that your period is normal you have a healthy relationship with food if you have a bad relationship with food and you don't have your period there you should not be competing yeah right like it's just gonna mess up um your relationship with your body and with food even more Mm -hmm. um so it's like you really have to learn to just kind of like understand your body and that's exactly what i did where it's like i just sat down and i was like okay like i really want to get educated because i want to be a better athlete and i want to like i want to learn i want others to learn from me as well And I was looking back at all of my old journal entries actually yesterday, and I remember 
every single thing from like when I didn't have my period, everything said, I like want to eat more, but I'm really scared because I love the way that I look. But yeah. at the same time, I was like, I want to be able to lift more. Yeah. And I yeah. felt like I reached a place where like I my like lifts weren't progressing. And so I, at that point, got a sports dietitian um, and I got um, a therapist and I was just like kind of working through some of like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the setbacks that I had yeah. and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And what's nice with sports about having a sports dietitian is like you're really learning like why you need, why you need carbs, mm-hmm. um, you know, for you're training the and science stuff like behind that. It. Yeah. yeah, learning the science behind it, understanding, because I remember when I started having more carbs, I was like, oh my God, like I feel very bloated and everything. And it's like, well understanding that for every um gram of carb you do retain like three grams of water so there's like you know a lot of water retention and stuff like that so it's like just education right and totally understanding like the tools that you need yeah and everything like that so i have a question i Mm -hmm. think bodybuilding is such a cool journey and that's something that me and masa aren't as familiar with so how did you you said you found bodybuilding through working out but like what made you fall in love with bodybuilding and kind of realize this is something that you want to pursue so i would say 2016 is when i started like when i officially started my health journey and then through that 2018 is when i started like when i got like my first male trainer and started lifting and i just like fell in love with that where it's like I fell in love with just lifting on its okay. own mm-hmm. and then 2019 I was like okay like I really want to compete at some okay. point and then obviously at that point I didn't have my period and I was like thought I was doing everything the right way but okay you know and then yeah. COVID happened and right when COVID happened um in 2020 I would say I started like learning more about like my body um I took a class at Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is like a virtual class. It's like learning more about like holistic stuff and everything okay. like mm-hmm. that. And at that point, I was like, okay, like I really want to like, do I want to be a sports dietitian? Like, you know, and then be like someone who can also be like a bodybuilder and stuff like that. Just because my whole approach with it was like, I really want to like learn about the nutrition aspect okay. as a bodybuilder. And so 2021 is when the gyms had reopened. And that's when I started like prepping with like the amount of knowledge that I had and everything like that and kind of like doing it on my own okay but it was just a completely in like improper strategy of doing it just mm-hmm. kind of like i wasn't eating enough i didn't have the right tools at that point i still didn't have my period mm-hmm. yeah. but at that point I, like at that point my mindset was if i don't have my period let me just at least do my first show mm-hmm. and then i can figure it out later okay and it's like no don't don't do not absolutely yeah. do not do that <laughs> yeah. um and stuff like that but that's when i fell in love with it because i was like i really just like there's like this push that you get with bodybuilding i think you get that with obviously any sport no matter like how you're trained and stuff yeah. like that's like you just learn discipline motivation okay. you learn how to be just like show up for yourself totally yeah. and there's like a thing in bodybuilding that one of my favorite bodybuilders um laura lee she says don't just think just do so i feel like that's kind of what i had to is like when i'm like at the gym i'm just like thinking about like I'm in my own space. Yeah. And it kind of created a safe environment for me and everything like that. And I just, it just pushed me to kind of be better every single day and push myself, but to do it for myself. Totally. Yeah. That's amazing. And I think there's such power in doing hard things and and like working towards a goal. I think it's so important for for a purpose. It's empowering. And it's also just hearing through your voice, like how passionate you are about it. Like I can just tell just by your like energy. (laughs) 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 Um, No, it's, it's so cool. And I feel like when you find something you really love it's just like something that excites you every day too yeah Yeah. and you just said you went to an event in Miami last Mm -hmm. weekend so how was it like meeting people that had that similar interest as you and like being able to talk about it too 
So I was, uh, so I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit nervous. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my god, like I hope they're not like catty. Like, yeah. everyone's really nice. Yeah. And I was like, what if I'm the only girl who like flew out from here? And like, it's crazy. Once I Did got. Did you go like without yeah. knowing anyone or? I went without knowing anyone. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. It's just, uh, the thing is that after I got back from San Diego, like the, I only had like five, like four days where I was at home. So even in that, at that point, I was like, okay, like, I think I might just, like, go to the event page and, like, reach out to a few girls and everything like that. But it's, like, I didn't even have time to do that. Like, everything was just, like, go, go, went, go, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. And so I just got on the plane and I was like, okay, like, I, I'm just going to, like, network and connect, mm-hmm. right? And, like, just share my story. Yeah. And once I got there, um, almost every girl flew out from, like, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and <laughs> how they all came the day before. And, like, a lot of girls didn't know one another, but we, like, sat down and just had a conversation how some girls had competed some girls were planning to compete and some yeah. girls didn't want to compete but they're just like i'm here to learn yeah um to better like my own training and stuff like that understand my body and stuff yeah. Yeah. um and it was amazing because i like obviously brought up the topic of just kind yeah. of like going back to competing but like you know making sure i'm yeah. doing it the right way not having my period mm-hmm. and also how they were kind of surprised with it as well and stuff and how they're like oh my god like i didn't know that that's actually a thing an issue yeah, yeah. yeah so it's still kind of there and it's not there like people know about it some people don't know about it yeah. and so when i asked who my favorite bodybuilders lauraline phoebe and i one of the questions that i asked was obviously i was like so like have you guys you know lost your period yeah. like yeah you know when you guys were prepping because they've done a like they've done multiple, multiple shows yeah. um mm-hmm. on an international level and and i was like you know what advice do you have for someone who's going back like who's like doing their prep again but just yeah. do it in a way where they make sure that they a healthier are, way yeah, yeah. A healthier way and they told me like get your blood work done before you put the show on the calendar and they're like in between if you feel like you're not just feeling your best self they're like then just skip the show like yeah, do yeah. another show in the future because she's like shows will always be there but it's like you want prep to be fun yeah and interesting that's true and so something that i'm doing right now is that i'm working with my coach um who also had aj for a while um not for as long, but she did her show, and then she lost her period around okay. then. And then she got it back, and um, we're doing it in a way where it's, like, making sure that I'm, like, upping my calories so I can maintain my uh, weight at a higher amount of calories. Okay. So when I go into um, my prep and I'm, like, cutting my calories down, I'm at least cutting on a higher, a higher amount, amount of cal- Exactly, yeah. a higher amount okay. of calories um, so that prep doesn't feel so intense on the body and stuff like okay. that. So, yeah. um, That's yeah. so cool. But how, okay, so that's so cool that you got to go alone. But how mm-hmm. did that feel to, like, kind of go in blind? I feel like it's so cool to do things on your own. Yeah. And we should, especially as we go into adulthood more, yeah. I think we kind of shed that starting to shut the mentality of I always have to have someone around to be doing something. Oh my yeah. god, tell me about it. And I remember at one point I like was on the plane and I was like, oh my god, I should have told my best friend if she wanted to come. come. Yeah. She needs bodybuilding. She should have bought her with me. Yeah. But that's the thing is that because the thing is that I had this whole content strategy. I was like, okay, like, I'm going to bring my tripod and I have to film this and I have to do this. And it's like once I, once I got to Miami, I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, like, I just want to bring my phone. I just want to connect. I want to like be there be in, in the, person. Being present. Yeah. If I get some shots, that's fine. But, like, I just want to... And they're going to have a photographer present there. Yeah. yeah. So, it was just, like... I just switched off to something completely different. I had my phone down. Like, we just, like, started talking. And I think what was nice is that we did a glute training session. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, we were broken down into groups. So, we, like... Like, we're forced to kind of interact. interact. But it was nice. Yeah. And just kind of understanding. It was, like... Where yeah. did you fly out from? Getting people's Instagrams and stuff yeah. like that. I just created, and I think that it's also because it was like a girls' event mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yes. And how everyone is just trying to learn from one another. Yeah. And so, That's super cool. um, and yeah. so after that we did, and so after that there was like the live podcast events where, where we asked questions, took pictures and stuff like that, and yeah, and like I just like 
you know, was a talker. And that's, and that's the Libra in me. Is that, like, Wait, I'm she's just, a Libra too. I'm, I'm a, a Libra, Libra too. too. Oh my God, we are social. When we want to be social, we are social. She's a Libra I'm too. social when I want to be social, but when I don't, I'm not. Yeah, me too. Like, I'll be like sitting there in a corner. Like, me too. Yeah. That's funny. But um, yeah, it's amazing because I walked away with like, I think seven to eight different connections with girls. Yeah. And we were just like, we like bonded on a very different level. Yeah. And we're like, you know, next time you're around here in New York or next time I'm around in Florida. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Because oh me and Ross have talked about this. Yeah. Like, it's I, we think it's like how you get your energy from. Yeah. Do you recharge being alone or do you recharge being around oh, other people? That's such a good question. Yeah. I, do, you, do you have like an inkling of which way you would lean? God, see, growing up, I was the biggest social butterfly. And then once I got into like bodybuilding, I became an introvert. And then I became, but the thing is that at the gym, I'm like a social butterfly. Yeah. Okay. So I like, I'm a talker and everything like yeah. that, I socialize. So I'm in between. If I had to lean towards one, I would say probably, oh God, it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, like, I think I'm introverted. I get my energy. Like, I love being around people. I love being around my friends. But, like, I need the five minutes at the end of the day. That's how I get my energy back. Yeah. Introvert then. Yeah. Because yeah. even for me, it's, like, especially now that I'm coming on different platforms, I'm, yeah. like, I, like, even this whole weekend spent time just, like, yeah. mm-hmm. on, like, click up putting in st- like yeah. content stuff for like the following week yeah <laughs> and then like just going to bed and being like i feel so fulfilled that's how i recharge too it's like being alone yeah so it's uh, learning how to do things on your own too. yeah like even if you're like sometimes we'll be traveling with our friends and yeah. we're like with each other all the time sometimes like 10 minutes just like by myself yeah. like in the bathroom getting ready or like doing something which is so Music funny on, because like, me, no and Mas, to me. me and Mas yeah. have actually traveled so we study abroad together yeah in college we were in london together and we've been friends for a long time so we've traveled together in the past and even when we were abroad we traveled even from london to different countries and we've realized we travel so well together because we both love being together like you know we're like best friends but then we kind of we know t- when to stop. Yeah, sometimes we're like, okay, we can sit in silence. Sometimes you just need like a reason. That's how yeah, we recharge. Last night when she came over, like after going out, like yeah. we barely even talked. I was like, oh, how? Because I didn't go out. She like went out with some yeah. of her other friends, and we like went to bed, and we were both like, good night. Good night. <laughs> Bye. 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 No, you need it. Yeah. I thought that's okay. Listen, like I think. On, like comfortable silence comfortable silence with people you love is so underrated and yeah. it's so important yeah can i so say important. comfortable silence is so important that's how i know that we're close yeah if i can be silent yeah. around you comfortably i'm like okay this is this now is we're it. close especially yeah. traveling with someone as well yes. like, you just need to find like that like right yeah, yeah. like and it's tough traveling yeah. with people is definitely really it tells tough. a lot about a person totally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a roommate too it tells a lot about you yeah <laughs> yeah are you a, so you said you don't travel a lot but do you think you're a planner when you travel Yes. Oh, my God. I could be. It depends on what ways. It's for me. It's kind of like, okay, like, what restaurants are we going to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like checking out the menu and doing all that stuff. And then in terms of, like, when it comes to just making sure, like, like I have my gym set, okay. gym yeah. time set aside and everything right. like that. Yeah. Um, I think in that case, yeah, but I like to, I learned from these two trips to also just be spontaneous and with that. With the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's like I'm planner, a planner in a sense where it's like if the trip is approaching quickly, like, dur- like, a couple of days before, I'll, like, go in and I'll figure out, like, okay, yeah. what am I doing on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. But if I have a trip that's, like, planned months in advance, then I'm, like... Chilling, yeah. And chilling. I'm, like, I'm not thinking about yeah. that right now. That's how I am, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I I honestly will only plan, like, a few food places that I really want to go to. Yeah. Maybe, like, some things mm-hmm. that I want to go to. But, like, yeah. other than that, it's, like, yeah. usually, like, I just want to experience what it's like to just be in that area. Yeah. I'm not a very, like... 
this ends at this, this ends at that. Yeah, we are that. very much like we we will not play. We'll get up and be like, okay, so let's just walk out. And kind of <laughs> figure out. Yeah, we're so and we always joke. We like, know where to eat, but like, yeah. there's no. Well, maybe have like one thing we're centering the day around. Like, we want to get lunch at this place, and then everything <laughs> else is just like, let's figure it out. Yeah. And we always joke we're the Venmo friends. Like, I always say that. I'm both I like, love that energy. Like, I love that. Because our friend group from college, like, very like plannery. Yeah, really. Yeah. Some of our friends are very good at planning trips, so we're just like, yeah. tell us where to be. That's yeah. Tell us how much it money. is, and we'll be there. And we'll be there. And we'll be there. And that's just, it is yeah. very. Some people are so good at it, and I feel like sometimes it's just like an added stress, and you're like, oh, I don't know, like yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Though hopefully you get to travel a little bit more, and hopefully you get to yeah enjoy yeah that so, experience. So I'm actually seeing Taylor Swift. Exactly. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Where in Edinburgh? So I'm going. Stop. Yeah. That's so oh funny because she was telling me today how Miles was telling me today my how one of my friends, friends is going yeah. to the London one. She's going to London one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're going to Edinburgh? Yeah. yeah. So my sister lives there. So <gasps> <it's> a- <gasps> your sister lives in yeah. Edinburgh. So she, Wait. Look at me. I said Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so American. <laughs> no, you're so good. Wait. We we've been to Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. When we were abroad. Yeah. And also, I'm a big Swifty. I, I didn't get I, to. I saw that um, Taylor Swift episode. You guys, <laughs> I, I'm a big Swiftie. Yeah. When is it? When is the show? So it's June. Um, oh, it's in June. It's June eighth. Oh, I know, dude. I've never planned this far in advance. So for me, I'm like, it's like next year. That's so um, fun. So I'm going with two of my friends, <gasps> and my sister happens to live there, and everything like that. I, I couldn't convince her enough to go mm-hmm. to the concert. But you'll see her. <laughs> but I'll see her. Oh my so, god! You have to have some haggis. Yeah. Do you eat meat? Oh haggis. Um, what is I do. Um, so I have. Everything besides like pork. Okay, okay, so then this is sheep, like an intestine. intestine. Oh, did you try you one over there? there? I tried to bite. You don't remember? Oh, it's, it was years ago. Okay, it's like it's like one of their like, it's a di- it's, it's like a, a really popular specialty, dish. Yeah, it's a specialty, and it it does not taste. If you didn't know what it was, you couldn't pinpoint it. Okay. It's pretty good. I was surprised. I would say try a bite. Try do, it, a bite. do it for the experience. Yeah. experience. You're going to be protein. in Scotland. You need, yeah, yeah. for the protein. Yeah. Come on. Um, wait, that's so fun. I'm so jealous. Oh, I really God. wish I got to go to her. Everest. Mm-hmm. Are you like turning it into like a little trip too as well? Yeah. yeah. So we're doing that followed by Paris and London. <gasps> nice. um, yeah. So I'm definitely like. I You're in your travel year. I'm in my travel year. That's so funny because I was talking to my friend. I'm a little bit. Like I don't want to say nervous, but I I am very like my friend who made an itinerary. She's she's a planner, yeah. mm-hmm. and she found all the gyms over there, and she's <laughs> like, here you have your gyms, yeah. yeah, um, to go to. And I think that's the only thing is just making sure that like I just have to pre-plan and make sure that I'm in like maybe a building phase or a bulking phase so I can yeah. go and enjoy the food and yeah. everything like that. So I think that's just really working on that mindset because. It's going to be at least over a week, and I yeah. haven't traveled for that long yeah. in like years. Also, mm-hmm. wait, traveling can—it's very easy to like let let go of your schedule in yeah. terms of eating, in terms yeah. of like routine, yeah, your routine, the healthy habits, even outside of like working out, but even the healthy habits that you have on a daily basis. Like, I am a big mindfulness person. I love to mm-hmm. meditate, and I feel like that's so important for me. And then I don't get to do that as much when I'm traveling, so it's important to try to incorporate like find a that. balance. Find, find a balance. balance because you're like also traveling, so it's also like you want to enjoy. You yeah. want to enjoy. You want to be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I was talking to my friend once, and I was like, there was something came up, and I was like, yeah, but like that's the time that I film at the gym. Yeah. So I don't know if I should go do that, or like should I go to this like brunch with yeah. my friends? Um, and she's like, well, the thing is that like when you look back, like are you really gonna have memories to talk about? And I was like, honestly, when I look back at my younger twenties. 
I don't really have a lot of memories to look back to like in college because in college all I was doing was like working out mm. like at the gym and stuff so it's crazy because when we have conversations like that with friends when they're like oh my god yeah like I remember I got like so drunk and then I woke up over here <laughs> or like stories like that and then I'm just like look back and I like really try to think hard and yeah. I was like oh my god like when I was 21 I was like thinking about whether I should have a piece of cake on yeah. my 21st birthday like things like that where it's like I don't really have those you know memories, what? So... Everyone has different timelines. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like sometimes we have this pressure that, like, our 20s should be, like, so fun. And they should. They should. Yeah. And if they are, amazing. But it's not always that simple. It's, like, ebbs and flows. It's ebbs and flows. Yeah. You learn so much about yourself. Yeah. I, I always say that my only fun stories are from abroad. Like, I think oh, really? I, I'm yeah. such, like, that was it. That one <laughs> semester of my life is the entirety of my life. It's also because of COVID and, like, it COVID just, like, as made well. things like, weird. Yeah. 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 I'm making myself sound boring. I'm not that boring. I promise. <laughs> You're like, I'm not such an introvert. I'm, like, not that boring. Okay, it could be fun, but, um, no, that's so funny. Have you been to London before? Or is this your first I time? I did. I went to London a few times. Oh that's one of the God. places that I'm, like, uh, we love. I, I love London. London. I love London. If I could pick a city to live in. London, London, right? Something about it feels like very home. Yeah, it's like New York, but like I don't know, cleaner, less intimidating, (laughs) cleaner. Yeah, I was telling my friend, even like I, I don't know what it what it is, but just like going out in London is such a vibe. Like getting dressed up and going out in London is so fun. The music is so good. The music is so good. Yeah, wait, we love London. We love London. How many? How long were you guys there for when you studied abroad? So we were there for like. So it was like a semester, so like five yeah. months. But there was traveling in between, and then I one of my, like my dad's sister lives there, so I go pretty nice. often to see her. But it's more of like a family centered trip. Yeah. So I was actually just there in October, like a few months ago, oh, wow. uh, just to see her for a week. Yeah. Um, it was a family event, so I got to go. But I try to go. We go see her once in pretty a while. Yeah, yeah. I try to, whenever I can take the opportunity. But we got to live there for like five months at a stretch. Yeah. Which is so cool. And that's when it like we like fell in love with yeah, it. Like Ishika, I think had like a pre existing like notion about like what yeah. London was because of her family. Yeah, because I've been there. I had been there um, here and there. Yeah. I didn't really think about it because like for us also studying abroad at our school there wasn't very many options. Yeah. That was the only place we could really make it work. Yeah. So I was like, sure, let's go to London, and then I like ended up falling in love with it. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Do you yeah. plan to go back? I I mean, I just went in December. I did a little trip with two of my best oh, friends. Nice. We went to Copenhagen, London. What, when did you go last year? It was like 2022. Winter. So a year ago. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going again in August with my boyfriend. So I'm going to London a lot, but oh, I love it. I love it. it. <laughs> yeah. so that's, it doesn't feel like such a foreign place. Yeah. So you go there and you're like, yeah, I know to go over here. People I know to stay over English. here. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny, though, because when you were abroad, we had a friend who was from Canada. Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we would tell people we're from America, they'd be like, oh. And then she would say, I'm from Canada. And they'd be like, oh my God, Canada. And we're like, oh my God, everyone hates America. It's so no funny. Us. That's so funny because we're like in Paris. That's going to be. Us. Wait, that's, it's okay. I've been to Paris twice. Yeah. Both times. They hate everyone. There, oh, they hate, they hate everyone. They hate. Don't even try to speak French because no, they hate Oh my God, there's a really yeah. funny story. Oh my God, you should tell it. Yeah, this is a funny yeah. story. We went to like, like we were getting breakfast one day. Yeah. And I was like, I would think maybe I should like try to not speak in English, like yeah. be the annoying. Person. So I think I gave you yeah. like the words. So I was to like, say how it. do I say cheese? Yeah. And Ross was like, fromage. But I did not say it properly, <laughs> yeah. and it was so embarrassing because this man like really made me feel bad about it. He like, like scoffed at her. Yeah, he and was walked like. Away. And I was like, I mean, I was just trying. Was just but they, everyone, they hate people from England too. They yeah. hate everyone. They hate Americans. <laughs> they only like themselves. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to say. But it's fun. I mean, it, 
Paris it's a fun experience. It's a fun yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. My friend is like, you're going to have a croissant, right? And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely having a croissant. You have to eat some crepes. <laughs> oh, and the hot chocolate. The hot, oh, my God. The, the hot chocolate in Paris, it's literally, or in France, it's literally... In my experience, just chocolate and cream or milk. Yeah. Oh, uh, whereas over here, it's like melted it's like, yeah, they yeah. literally just give you chocolate and milk, and you're just mixing ch- like melted chocolate into milk. It yeah. tastes so good. <laughs> they're like very literal. About they're it. very they're literal. Like, hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> whereas so... over here, there's like a ton of ingredients, yeah. and you're like, what is this? No, it's so yummy though. It's like really good. I'm so excited for you. That's really fun. Yeah, yeah. excited. It's, it's so fun. So with your podcast mm-hmm. and doing that, what kind of stories do you try to kind of narrate around mm-hmm. in most of your episodes? I know you talk a lot about like your journey, but um, what would you say has been like your favorite thing or like favorite episode? So yeah. so far, so so far, I have two episodes, yeah. but I really loved. So the first episode was like the intro of kind of like like you know how I lost my period, journey, that whole yeah. story of getting to know me. And I loved doing my second episode because it came up out of nowhere. And this came up, like, right before I was traveling to San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of, like, navigating social situations while you're working through um, wow. an eating disorder recovery. That's such an important conversation. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, that as I was kind of drafting up that episode, I was just thinking about my own experience and kind of, like, the three phases that I kind of went through. And I think a lot of women that are recovering through something go through as well, where it's, like, your first phase is like, okay, think I have disorder eating behaviors and eating disorder and you kind of don't know. I mean, like you're trying to like ask yourself like, okay, like should I go to this event? Should I go to this dinner and everything mm-hmm. like that and that constant battle. And the second phase is like, you know, you have an, you know, you have Ed and everything like that. And you're like working through recovery. There's obviously a shift in your weight and everything like yeah, that, a shift yeah. in physical appearance. And it's kind of like, how people perceive that because a lot of times like even in my experience it was like oh my god you look so great like oh my god like that and you're just like (laughs) if only you knew what was going Going through like like, in this head yeah Yeah. can we talk about how you should not be commenting on someone's weight like let's just not let's just not comment on yeah Yeah. let's just not make compliments or comments on that let's just not at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, compliment my personality, please. Yeah, yeah. compliment my laugh. Yeah. I don't know, my voice or, or tell me my like makeup that. looks good. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> no, yeah. totally. Yeah. I agree, because I feel like you that's such a delicate relationship. Mm-hmm. You never know what, what someone's the truth is behind that. And it, it is, and it was for me, it was also, like, the sudden shift of, like, when I started, um, well, like, when I went from being super thin to, like, start slowly putting on yeah. weight and looking healthier. Yeah. And people commenting on that and be like, oh, my God, you look so much healthier. Or, like, mm-hmm. I like you know, like, everything that's just, yeah. like, I... When, when you're recovering, there's something you just don't want to hear. Even totally. if it's something like that. When people, and people probably don't even mean it in that they way. They don't. Yeah. Um, but let... I know, and I think the intention behind it can be great, but let's just shift the what we're speaking, how we're saying yeah, it. Because, how we're saying it. You know, I feel like it's not being received in the way. Sometimes it's just not the right thing to say. Yeah. Like, talk about my energy. The yeah. energy feels refreshing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, how, how do you feel? Yeah. How healthy? Yeah. Do you feel strong? Let's change this, this mentality. I think yeah. it's such an important thing to change. And then kind of like in that second phase, it's also like when you do go to these dinners or anything like that, like you do feel like eyes are on your plate of just like okay like well, like, mm. like what is she she's, she's gonna order the salad she's definitely gonna order the salad mm-hmm. and then the third phase is that you've recovered and you're just kind of like in the the toughest part is like you are healing through your relationship with food yeah. or you've healed through your relationship with food mm-hmm. but the constant answer like you're like when you're at a dinner table and you're like okay you want to eat something besides the salad or something like that mm-hmm. like there's just like that guilt afterwards of like well maybe sh- I should have gotten the salad and I think it's a lot of with a lot of 
things to do with mental health, I think it's important to realize that you always maybe live with a version of that voice in your mind. It's it's never going to fully go away. It's learning. I think it's more about learning how to healthily deal with it, how to minimize the voice. But, like, it's something that, you know, we carry with us. And as someone who deals with anxiety, I've definitely bettered my relationship with it very much over time. But I'm always going to have some leftover and, like, remnant. Yeah, and it's a journey. Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's, important to stop, recognize it, and be like, wait, this is my anxiety talking. Yeah, exactly. And understand, I think that's what's so important. I love that you brought that up. Like, the voice will always be there and just kind of understanding that you need to shift gears. Yeah. And no matter what that looks like, maybe it's just, like, going out for a walk listening yeah. to music and just kind of yes. understanding yeah. how to because the Manage. voice is always going to be there yeah that's I mean, it just true. doesn't go away yeah being aware of it I feel like is like the for honestly the biggest first step of like awareness and understanding like what it actually is so like the fact that like going to a doctor like talking to Mm -hmm. someone like a therapist like I feel like is so helpful because it lets you understand what you're actually going through and like how to deal with it yeah Yeah. I'm such a huge advocate for therapy as you guys have been going for a while I've been I have been going to therapy for years and I've been the biggest advocate forever it's so good because sometimes you feel like you have to deal with everything on your own but you don't have to I just want someone to listen to me yeah Yeah. someone to like give me the tools because i feel like you know you're talking to your friends or your parents they maybe don't even know how to deal help with you yeah. right and that's okay like they maybe didn't go through what you went through yeah. but it's sometimes you just need someone to actually give you the tools and mm-hmm. i think it's so important because it's like sometimes people will give you kind of like opinions and answers based off of their own perception yes may not always be the case totally yeah right totally. like i think you should do this and you're like mm, maybe but like, <laughs> that's not that's not the case oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. That's so true. This was such an important conversation. I feel like it's something that I haven't even... Your story is so inspiring. Thank you so much. I'm really excited for what you do with your podcast and all the episodes and things you're just going to start to talk about. Um, I think it's just going to be helping a lot of people, so I'm so excited for you. I'm so (laughs) glad that you had this conversation and that we took away so much from it and also learning about your story with your period and your story as well and everything like that, how it connects back right, to a deeper level. I guess to end this discussion, what would you want to tell someone maybe who is currently dealing with HA or like dealing with not really understanding how to go through it? Is there something you wish you could have gone back and told yourself? Like, Like, you know... My dietitian and every single person that I spoke to and even, like, athletes who I recover from AJ had told me the number on the scale is completely meaningless. And yes. I I would be, like... Claps. I, would, yeah. I just didn't know what that... I just had no idea what that meant, what? but I had to live through that experience to understand to that. To realize yeah. that. Because all my old journal entries would mention my weight and be like, oh, but I like this weight number. And I will tell you that the weight on that number is like twice the amount that I am now so it's like it's completely meaningless yeah it doesn't define anything and even the sizing of like clothes you wear like I feel like when I was younger wasn't your jeans that such a big deal I'd be like I need to be this size of jeans zero zero right (laughs) and now I'm like wait like clothes should fit your body your body shouldn't fit the clothes and it feels better when it actually fits you yeah and it actually fits you and that when you're when your body is in rhythm with everything else yeah right like that's such an important concept of it yeah and also just like this whole thing of like food is fuel like yeah food is fuel but fuel Food is also like joy, enjoyment, and like yeah. memories, and everything like that. Connections. 
and tradition. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's so, so those two things. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming yeah. on. Yeah, thank this you. Was you. This was such, this a, so much fun. such a good episode. Such a good discussion. And I'm so excited for everyone listening and watching it to hear. Yeah. And so do you want to like shout out your personal page and then yeah. also like how to find your podcast? Yeah. Yes. So um, guys, um, my podcast is called The Girl Who Cried No Period. It's on Spotify. And then my Instagram is KieranXFit. Yes. So go follower go listen to her podcast follow along I mean I love following along your bodybuilding journey and I'm so excited to see more I always be be seeing your stories and updates it's so fun to see yeah so appreciate it thanks for having me guys thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast episode if you have any topic ideas or certain guests that you want to come on this show definitely let Ishika and I know send us a DM bro we love getting DMs please DM us yeah Um, But yeah, thanks so much for listening and watching this week's episode and you'll see us and hear us next week. Bye. Bye.